Hey, all my amigos y familia. This is Chef JK or Josh. You can also call me Yosh. You're listening to The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? We're about to start the episode, but first, I need to hear some music. So let's dig in.
Well, I hope you enjoy that little musical break. <laughs> it's me, Chef Josh, on the family cast, Food and Music is Life, yes. Uh, that song was a band P.O.D., Payable on Death. And guest of the show today, Marcos Curiel, is the guitar player in that band. That song was called Revolucion, off their album The Awakening, which was released June 8th, 2015. And if you didn't recognize the other singer that wasn't Sonny, the P.O.D. singer, that was Lou from Sick of It All. Lou from Sick of It All, guest vocaling with P.O.D., Who to Thunk It, what an amazing uh, collaboration. I like that song. Great way to start the show today, and we're going to have a fun one. I got to talking with my boy, Marcos. Um, yeah, it was just a fun time, um, just chilling, two dudes chilling on an afternoon, talking about old stuff, old man stuff, I guess. But anyways, yeah, uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk too long here, of course, you know how I always do it. I just wanted to say hi, just wanted to welcome you to the show. And I wanted to inform you that um, you can follow me on Instagram at the family cast. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash family cast. And uh, yeah, there's links in the show notes, of course. Um, I will talk to you after the conversation with Marcos. And there's always going to be fun stuff, fun little secret Easter eggs in the show notes. And also um, at linktree, linktr.ee forward slash family cast. There's a lot of links to get to um, other other things about the show, excuse me. And what else? Um, the show is sponsored today by my friends at Virgin Beer Company. I'm probably going to be doing their holiday party, I think. Uh, it's in the works, but yeah. You know, I'm always cooking, so watch for my videos and stuff like that. Watch for the changes, try to keep up. You know, that's from Back to the Future. But any, any ways, any ways, I'm going to cut the chit-chat and get into my conversation with Mr. Marcos Cundiel from POD, Table on Death, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. So, as they say, let's dig in. Hello, buddy. So, hey, what's up, man? Hi. You you look and sound terrific. Um, Likewise, I like the colors, <laughs> the rasa colors in the back. Always rasa, el zarape. Um, yeah, this this studio is technically my garage, so I call it el garaje del zarape. Right. So, oh, nice. I like it. Just I like because it. everyone thinks it's a wall that I painted. I'm like, no, dude, it's a blanket. <laughs> I hung it up. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with a longtime homie, super long homie, uh, friend of the show, friend of many, Marcos Curiel from Payable on Death and so many other projects. I can't even name them. Oh. <laughs> For those who know, though, really, Chicken Farm? Well, <laughs> three, three shows we started out together, and I don't even know if that was the official name, but it was ah, okay. a lot of the members, and mm-hmm. uh, we played a couple backyard parties and then the castle best. park castle park high school during lunch 
<laughs> yeah, lunchtime shows. Yes, yeah. I remember those. At, I did. We did a couple of those just starting out. We were terrible, but um, yeah. <laughs> That's how you got to start, though. Like, what's Seriously? that one meme where Dave Grohl's talking about? Just get out there and suck, man. You got to do it exactly. You got to write some stinkers. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that because obviously, uh, you got some, you got some hits under your belt there, buddy. You got some songs to to speak of. Um, I also wanted to shout out that you're representing stone brewing on your, on your shirt there. So we got some, we got some mutual friends at stone brewing shout out, shout out Escondido. Um, and also let's see Padre's hat on your head. So keep it loyal. Keep it loyal. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and you're, you're native, you're totally native, right? Yeah, born and raised San Diego, Cali. Yeah, Cali. Only we can say that, right? Yeah, no, but, <laughs> but, but, but brought up in the South Bay, the South Side. So yeah. we just put our own twist on it, South Town. Even more specific, yeah. Exactly. So South Town. Did you guys come up with that? Uh, did you did you kind of coin that phrase with the band, or was that we, already a thing? No, it wasn't already. I don't. I don't know if it was really a thing yet. We, we kind of just were talking about it and just. Dude, we come from South Bay. We come mm-hmm. from South San Diego, mm-hmm. and and we we're like, well, what do, what about South Town? You know, and we just kind of. And now it's South, written in stone. It's official. It is it's South there. SD, man. One of your was that your first big MTV single uh, video officially? Uh yes. Okay. Yes, it was. Yeah, and, then, so, and then it was awesome. Rock the Party after that. Right. Yeah. And um, that was that was really cool because just I mean jumping way ahead, but like specifically that video Southtown, you had like everyone that we kind of knew was in that video just hanging out rocking with you so well, we were just like we need to we need to invite everybody out from mm-hmm. the from the sd scene man you know totally. we, we got signed and it took about a year and a half con- contractually mm-hmm. to actually happen to sign our to sign it actually like physically sign the damn contract oh yeah and i remember at the time i was working in retail at store number three hot topic Oh yeah. Home. Yeah. And, uh, I had told them I got signed, but the attorneys were going back and forth for so long. Like after a while, they're like, you're lying. You're bullshitting, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, I- I'm not, I'm not, I but swear. I still had to work there for about a year and a half before I quit to go do my thing. You know? That's funny. Yeah. Major label artist working at Hot Topic in El Cajon. <laughs> <laughs> what a story that is. Um, but taking it back even further, did you get, like, how long have you been playing guitar now in your life? Ooh, wow. I mean, like, did you start in middle school or like? I started at 13. Nice. Okay. And I'm, self, I'm self-taught, dude. I, I went to shows and basically read magazines, mm-hmm. got some pointers from friends, sat down with them. They showed me a few things, but I never like took lessons and got a theory and did any of that. I just, I just kind of play by ear and, and, and play by feeling. I'm yeah. on that whole James Brown mantra, man. If it sounds good and if it feels good, then <laughs> it's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like so. another one, Ray Charles. I just make music do what it do, baby. Do what it do, right? <laughs> exactly. um, no, you you definitely have a style. I don't know if, if for those of you who missed it, Marcos plays guitar in POD, Pable on Death, and has for a long time. <clears throat> um, ever since you were probably playing in POD before I even started Dogwood, um, mm-hmm. officially. I think you were officially in... Um, when we first, when I first saw you was at Soma yeah. main stage and yeah. you know, the whole crew, the, what was it? Pit squad was there and <laughs> yeah. just wrecking everybody, um, having a good time, <laughs> having a good time. I mean, having a good time, but, yeah. uh, that was a, that was a, a fun, the fun ages when we were just always at shows every single night. 
Um, obviously you and I still try to go to concerts as much as we can as spectators, but like back in, I don't know, that when was that 1990 something, three or four, yeah. we were just, we were just all new at it. <laughs> just every single show is the best show ever. Right. Like just enjoying it, not jaded, um, just totally loving it. And I was stoked to see you guys because I mean, for those who don't know, POD is a very ethnically diverse band. Yeah. Right? Um, Chicanos and, you know, lots of color, full color, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Filipinos, <laughs> Islanders, Chicanos, <Yeah>. brothers. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. Seriously. Um, so that's always been a good, that's always been a really cool thing that I respected about the band was just, uh, just, uh, I guess playing to S San Diego as a scene, but also San Diego as a diverse group of people all over the County, all in one yeah. band, all in one band. But yeah. you know, your style your style of playing is definitely, I would say it's unique, but I, I can tell some of your influences say like, you know, you said James Brown, but I think like Jimmy Santana, yeah. but then you're also, you got also hardcore blood in you. you know? Yeah. I can, I can hear some Slayer in your riffs too. Like, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. Where you were, you were originally like a metalhead before POD, right? Yeah. I mean, I punk metal, like I started in punk and then I ventured to metal. Okay. Cause punk was like, this is cool. I was playing like that three chord punk rock and then nothing against it. I still love that. It's just sure. No offense. At, at that time, <laughs> at that time in my, no, at that time in my life, I was like, yeah, I was heavily influenced by like Sepultura mm -hmm. and Slayer mm -hmm. and, 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 and stuff like that. And then, and then I just started to grow and progress faith yeah. no more. Yep. But <clears throat> early on, on the metal scene, like the, the band that actually opened my eyes to even wanting to play guitar mm -hmm was uh, iron maiden oh nice <clears throat> my um any particular record live after death life okay. after death <clears throat> my uh my cousin i'll never forget i was 10 years old and he had vinyl he played drums at a band mm -hmm. and i'll never forget he goes hey we were in his room because he was the cool cousin with all the gadgets and we're like oh dude this is his room's badass right right, right. So he had a vinyl player and he pulls this vinyl out and that's the one where eddie's coming out of the grave and yeah, he's yeah. This. and he goes have you heard this before and he pops it on and i'll never forget it changed my life i was like because it was live so you had the crowd mm -hmm. your long beach arena scream for me long beach scream <laughs> for me, long beach! and i was like wow dude and they went into trooper you know and i was like that's, that's what awesome. i want to do you know what i mean so uh you know, and, and growing up, I mean, my family listening to, to Santana and Zeppelin mm -hmm. and my mom went to a lot of those shows. And so I, I was definitely influenced on that front, but then also the homie oldie from my dad had a low rider. So yeah. it was kind of like yeah. it was a, def a definite musically inclined mixture, mm -hmm. but all Rasa, you know what I mean? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. What was your first concert you went to? Ooh, my first official concert yeah, would official. be uh, California Theater. I won <laughs> them on Rock One O Rock One O uh, KGB. Uh huh. Yeah. When yeah. they had a metal shop hour, they had metal shop yeah. really late at night, and yeah. I won these tickets to go see Testament, Sabotage, and Death Angel. Oh wow! That's a, at the California that's a, Theater. That's a very metal show for the California Theater. <laughs> yeah. And I was big into Testament at that time. And mm -hmm. 
And I was like, wow, man, Alex Skolnick's a shredder. He's the man. But that was also the same time I was going to go see a lot of the Christian bands like Deliverance mm-hmm. and Judgment that were kind of in that same metal vein or up at yeah. Kit Carson Park in freaking Escondido. Yeah. And then yeah. and then there was the Crucified. So yeah. that it was, was my, a mixture. Uh, that was my scene for sure. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and, you know, it was good to meet all those people and go to those shows. We would caravan it up in a truck, yep, yep, all the way up to Escondido just to go watch those shows. But you would see, like, okay, now I see where these bands are grabbing from because you go to Testament, oh, yeah. and you're oh, yeah. like, oh man, you know. So it was really cool, man. I would say that would have been my official that I got tickets to and went to on my own. The first real concert I think my mom took me to was Petra. Oh, okay. at the at, at the Hollywood, not the Hollywood Bowl. What's the bowl in San Diego? It used to the Starlight. Starlight. Went Starlight. Park. Yeah, and they ballpark. That place is awesome. Was and right? they 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 do they had a great show, but I, mm-hmm. I, it just wasn't my bag, dude. I was like, yeah. My mom, never, my mom tried. She was, like, she was like, "Mijo, I I I, uh, I want you to <laughs> listen to this. They're they're yeah. like the rock." And you know, I went. We went, and I was like, eh, "It's cool." The crowd was into it. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, I never really got into them. Um, maybe it was a little too too mellow of rock, if you will, like just kind of straight straightforward rock, I guess. Like it was like Journey, but but not Journey. Like much. yeah, because yeah, yeah. had like a, they had a guitar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me you never put a guitar in any POD songs. <laughs> it's so funny because you know Louis Dread from uh, from Tribal Seeds. Yeah, yeah. You know he's been playing with POD off and on for years. Yeah, many years, and I'll never forget. I didn't know if he was serious or not, but we we found out he was serious. He was like, "Hey, what do you guys think if I get a guitar, man?" And I cruise <laughs> around the stage, and and I, I I vetoed it right away. I was like, "Nah, dog, I don't think so." But it's so funny that he even brought that up, yeah, because they're like a guitar. I don't think so. It's that new sound you were looking for. But you know um, what? I wouldn't be surprised at some at some point that those make their way back in, dude. Make their way yeah. back into the scene, dude. Everyone loves a good guitar, like on a stage, you know. If there's maybe maybe ironically, I guess, but like I don't know. Could I hear it with, uh, you know, satellite or stuff? Well, because those are all there's a lot of keys in those songs, like <laughs> sure, background sure. pads and stuff. Right, right. Um, I just thought, what a guitar. But dude, I mean, I don't know. I was watching uh, the European Music Awards yesterday, just by uh-huh. chance, and they had some band on there that I was like, "Wow, this is like throwback," but it was new. Called Mamma Mia. Have you heard of them? I I heard of the the movie Mamma Mia, the ABBA movie. No, <laughs> I know, but I think the band's <laughs> called Mamma Mia, dude. Oh no, I have an Italian band, dude. Okay, and I was shocked. I was like, "These, this, this is kind of like very flamboyant." gaudy almost bowie-esque mm-hmm. manson rock and roll dude mm, okay. but with like an indie twist it was a trip dude that reminds me of like ghost or something like you know that yeah kind of, ghost oh. is way dark this was really glammy oh okay yeah nice so. uh, <laughs> man um do you i mean i'm gonna jump around a tiny bit but do you off the top of your head have a favorite song that you've written for for pod or any other band actually because i know you do other side projects um stuff like that but. i mean you know how it goes man they're all yeah. your babies man well sure um, yeah if one sticks out right at the top um you know because i mean obviously also i also i also know your song so well i can break down like particular riffs or parts of a song too that are like <clears throat> oh yeah well, I remember that part 
off of when angels and serpents dance, there's a song called, um, I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that song is, uh, it's very guitar. I mean, most of the POD stuff is guitar driven, but it's got this lick in it and this progression that I love playing. And that we got the Marley sisters right. to actually do background vocals on it. And I remember one of the guys that was doing vocal production with Sonny said that stiff Stephen Marley was like, Hey, who's the guitar player on this? I wasn't, <laughs> this, I wasn't there and that he was raving about it. So that was a cool thing. Okay. But then also it gets a little deeper because my dad, out of all my songs, that's his favorite POD song. Oh, that's touching. And uh, yeah. he's like, Mijo, that one right there, you get down like Carlos Santana, bro. Like, cause I played this solo in that song and, and um, it, it definitely has that soul and that feel, man. So mm-hmm. my dad like loves that song with the background vocals mm-hmm. and everything. So I would, I would say that that song is up there, man, for me. That's a good reason right there. Those are all good reasons right there for that one song. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you guys have had some really good collaborations with guests on the songs. I mean, HR, Lou Kohler, yep. sick of it all. Um, yeah. Just like the, I mean, Paige, the, Hamil- the Mar- Paige Hamilton from Helmet. Seriously. Um, Ika Mouse, Modest Yahoo. I mean, yep. I, we, I mean, we do that. I mean, we were doing that before it was mm-hmm. cool and rock. To, to get guest yeah. people on. Cause that we were, we were getting that from our hip hop influence. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, in rock, a lot of people were like, what? Like it, labels, the label at the time was like, you want to put someone else on your song. Rock bands are very yeah, self-indulgent. You have, you have a singer. You have, you don't need to bring other. Yeah. It's like, no. And we were like, you guys don't get it, man. It's kind of a hip hop thing. We want to, and, and then on the, on the, even though we were doing it in the rock or punk rock sense, we were kind of like, we want our fan base to know, like, these are like, people that have influenced us whether they're hot at the moment or not Seriously. they're iconic to us they're legendary like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that's why we've always kind of done that you know and i i'm amazed on who you've been able to pull in man you know we oh, got mike Muir. we got mike Muir. california yeah dude yeah. so it's kind of one of those things where you're like man Katie, we could actually put a, right. <laughs> i wasn't in the band during that but that's awesome no? too that I mean, was before just, she oh that yeah, was that's before right. she yeah. was before she was Katie, Katie, you know what I'm sure, saying? Yeah. I mean, just, um, I mean, even, but like Lou Collar, like people wouldn't think to put you with Lou Collar necessarily at the top of their head, you know, like sick of it all. And POD is like, but it makes sense. You know, when you hear, when you hear this stuff together, it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's weird because you know what, man, we didn't re- realize the impact that we had on a lot of our influences. Mm-hmm. So when we asked them, they were gracious and like, dude, I'm in, dude, yeah. I'm down. And we are like, cause you never, you're kind of putting yourself out there. You don't know if you're going to get it. Like, man, get out of here, bro. We ain't down <laughs> with you guys. Did you ever get that? And if we did, I don't remember. Um, Not worth it. <laughs> I, I think one of them, one of them was this, a majority of the time, these guys just did it because they wanted to do it. They didn't want to get paid. Oh. I know that we were trying to get a hip hop artist mm. during the satellite out. We were trying to get, uh, Cause you know, DJ quick's iconic. So we were like trying to get DJ quick on something. Yeah. And he, he was just asking for like way too much money, dude. Cause he was hot. I guess. I mean, he wasn't really hot, 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 hot then, you know, he was, he's, but he's legendary. He's like, yeah. So it's he like has, asking, he's got a couple of hits. I mean, yeah. 
Well, how do you, do you, when you write those things, do you write parts for the other people in mind? Or do you just have say like, oh wait, that would sound good there. Or how does that work? No, I, because we learned the game publishing wise, Sonny usually writes the part and goes, who can we get to sing this part? Or okay. um, like HR actually freestyled though. Oh yeah. Um, but Mike Muir and Paige Hamilton and Lou, uh, Sonny wrote the actual parts out, you know, oh, they gotcha. just, they just performed it. Mm-hmm. in their style obviously yeah yeah that's really cool though that's super cool i mean and to be honest with with you like you guys you know i've known you guys for you know since my early band days but you guys still seem pretty down to earth and humble for considering how much you've how much music you've made honestly and sold like you know just being i see like we just went to that smith's cover band the other night yeah. at the bar and there's like you know a couple hundred people there but like we're just in the crowd being dudes you know like well, well dude that does, that's the part i never really understood about some artists they they gotta you gotta remember that's how we all start we I all know. start as fans exactly. right so yeah. it's like that doesn't go away mm-hmm. but i think some weird there's this weird thing in some of these artists heads that are like well, I made it now, dude. And, um, I don't do this or <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't do that. And it's kind of like, eh, like, you know, sometimes it, for me, it's all feel it's all yeah. vibe. Yeah. If I'm tired and I don't feel like being out in the crowd, I won't. Exactly. If I don't have that luxury, you know, I'll go or I won't. It's just for me, but I, but it's not, a, it's not a thing for me to be like, I can't do that. I can't be out in the crowd. It's like, nah, dude, I'll go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and uh, sorry about that. Right. Hey. It's it's mm-hmm. my boy Gavin calling from the Smiths cover band on the drum. drummer. Yeah. Shout out, Gavin. So, um, um. But anyways, um, you, you've probably seen people like that. They're like, oh, I can't be bothered to go out in the crowd or whatever. Or even like, oh, there's people that won't even. And there's some people that really can't go out in the crowd, dude. Well, you yeah, know what I mean? They get mobbed and stuff. But like, yeah, and then it's like they can't even enjoy the show. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm the nobody cool thing in about, the world of celebrities, but if I go to a show, they're like, Hey, what are you doing out here in the crowd? I'm like, well, I want to see the show. Yeah. You know, I want to go to the show. Well, dude, well, here's the thing. Like, I think what's helping me kind of lot fly under the radar is at the height of our career, I was a lot heavier physically. Okay. So a lot of people, they, for instance, the show that I saw you at the uh, Punk in the Park. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Cameron. I had a lot mm-hmm. of people, not a lot. I was like maybe four or five people. Dude, I, that was you. <laughs> and, and then and they didn't come say hi or whatever because they weren't sure it was me or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I get that a lot because a lot of people are like, dude, I walked right by you. I didn't think it was was you because you look so different now. You know what I mean? Yep. I yep. get I get that a lot, dude. You so do it's kind of like, different. yeah, you look good. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you, man. I mean, I had to make some <clears throat> some lifestyle changes mm-hmm. because, you know, as you know, we're not we're not these young bucks anymore. We're not getting any younger. What? So, <laughs> so all we can so all we can do, yeah, is try to progress like fine wine, bro, and and make ourselves better. Ooh, and look at you making pairings. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you, you go. It. Like a like a, uh, a ch- like just like Justin. That's my a red cab, Justin. That that's my favorite, dude. Are you looking in my kitchen right now? Because there's literally a, a Justin Red Cab on my counter right now. No, I didn't know that. That's one you of my favorites, dude. Are on my same mind vibes right now because Justin, it's super good. My wife and I went there in Paso 
um, a couple when we were touring. It's just such a, I'm glad you brought it up actually, because um, it's, you know, a lot of people think that rock and roll people, whatever, it's like Jack Daniel, you know, cause they see Motley Crue doing it or whatever. It's yeah. like, or like I work in the beer industry. So it's like always this craft beer is like, well, you know, Every once in a while, a Justin Red Cabernet comes up. You know, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to exactly. be pa- pounding whiskey all day long. What What do you think I am? You know, 19 or you know. <laughs> well, I, I love whiskey too, man. It's oh, see, just, I know, but like I'm a, I'm a whiskey guy mm-hmm. or a cab guy. Okay, that's it. There's no. I'm not really a vodka tequila guy, and people want to buy me shots. I'm like, oh, can I just do a bourbon or whatever? I don't. I don't really care for tequila. I don't really care for vodka. Gotcha. You're um, a sophisticated gentleman. I, and it's not that I'm trying to be. It's just that's where my taste buds are at. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's got. Yeah. I mean, some people and some people don't touch it at all. It's like I just I have just learned to like respect people's choices, whether they're super into craft IPAs. And I'm, I can't do IPAs because they make me sneeze. So, you know, if, if somebody wants to drink only nat, Natty Light or whatever, like more power to you. Whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, hey, if Marcos likes his he's got his Cabernet or his his special whiskey or whatever. It's like let him whatever who cares yeah um but you know i I actually went to an event this past week uh with uh for albert hammond jr from the strokes Mm -hmm. he has a new like a seltzer out but it's a wine seltzer which to me if you go if you go way back that's a wine cooler (laughs) (laughs) right grim's golden wine cooler and i I, and those are those have been phased out i don't even think i see those in stores anymore because the seltzers took over right so seriously when I when I got it, he's like, "What is this?" He's like, "Oh, dude, I have a rose, or I have a white, and they're 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 two different seltzers that he's pushing, and it's called Jetway. Okay. They were really tasty, man. Yeah. And, and I go, but, this, but then I thought about it, like, this is technically a wine cooler. <laughs> Don't tell him, <laughs> <laughs> right, Mister Junior? I have a present for you. It's here's a Seagram's wine cooler. Here's a Zima. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was tasty, man. So if you get a chance, check out a Jetway, man. How many times has have you or POD been approached by by a company to make like a, a, a label beverage? Uh it's been a few quite a few times. Yeah. Um and we just haven't made that decision mm-hmm. for personal reasons. Sure. And we wanted because it, you know, it was, it's a it's like right now everybody's doing it. So it's kind of like, why don't we do something that's different? Yeah. So we were trying to do a badass non-alcoholic beer, but nobody knew how to do it. It's it's coming up now. I know because it's, the singer from freaking Lamb of God has one. Randy. And me and me and Sonny, me and Sonny were like, look it. He did it. We were on that last year. We were on that. Room. We were on There's that. room for more. I know, but we were on that kick last year, bro, or two years ago. And we we're just like, man. What next? Yeah. Uh non-alcoholic uh cheese. I don't know. Um yeah, we can get <laughs> sure, sure, Marcos, we can get into food pairings. Um <laughs> with POD songs uh, off the top of my head I think of you know I think of eclectic and you know um what was I going to say eclectic and kind of an ethnic menu in the kitchen you know when yeah. I hear the songs because it's a lot like a lot of Latin inspired guitar influence Trey is mm-hmm. obviously Trey is obviously very funky on the bass yeah. sometimes you know you know he's he's always been like wow wow you know and then of course there's you know what and then so, so there's i think personally if i was to put you guys as a as a restaurant or something like that it would probably be you know a very west coast and island focused theme around the yeah you know, <clears throat> itself just because of who you are and the way what i hear when it sounds like chill vibes 
but also we can get some spice in there, like some Jamaican jerk chicken, just like pow, you know, boom, if you will, um, stuff like that. So I mean, that's I'm just down. Off the top. I'm, I'm down with that. Let's go <laughs> with that. Let's run with it. Heck yeah! It's like a fusion of Islander and Mexican food. I mean, yeah, that would be a really good burrito. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah. there's actually a burrito place here in the area that I live in. Mm-hmm. And they have us, it's called the 805 burrito. 805. And it's it's a it's a burrito with Filipino sausage, nice. lumpia inside, and fried rice and egg. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> but it's in a wrap tortilla, dude. Flour tortilla. So you're just like. Damn, dude, it's greasy as heck, but it's tasty. Delicious. I mean, I can only really eat like half of it. Then I feel like so bad for doing that. You know what I mean? Well, so what POD song would you pair that with? Mm. Well, it's 805 Riedel Southtown, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. Yeah. I was going to, yeah, Southtown works. Um, You also, you were mentioning another one before when we were talking, uh, you you had one that paired with Alawala. Okay. Yes. Yes. It was like a spicy... You know, maybe fast paced, maybe. Well, there's a there's a song on Murdered Love. That's yeah, that got one. Like a, yeah. a skank. Not that song, though. And it's punk-ish. So it's called Panic and Run. Oh, like two-step. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. for those of you uh, that don't know. Alabala Tacos mm-hmm. with Panic and Run, bro. Let's go. With a, with a hard wine seltzer. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, it, it, What's the... The proof is what? 49%? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 45%. I was going to say like all the bother for those of you who don't know, who have not watched the Taco Chronicles on Netflix. It's it's like, you know, typically marinated pork put together on a spit facing up called a trompo, pineapple on the top. The guy's cutting it with a machete, if, you know, if you're legit. Yeah. Cuts the pineapple with the machete, catches it in the tortilla, and there you have it, a skank and POD song. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. a lot of people just get the I'll go buy the taco, but they don't add the pineapple to it. Who are these people? Give me their I, number uh, now. And, and let me tell you something. If we want to talk pineapple, there's a there's a lot of haters out there that don't like pineapple on pizza. And I'm here <laughs> to tell you. And I'm here to tell you, I love it, bro. Okay. Okay. You heard it here. Pineapple on on za. Um, do you like it with other stuff or just like by itself? No, I like the like the like the Hawaiian pizza with with sure. Canadian bacon. Okay. And, yeah. Oh, I had like sausage and made onions and then pineapple. Bam. Seriously. I don't know why it's become such a point of contention in amongst amongst pizza lovers, but um Yeah, it's weird, huh? I, I I mean if it works, it works. And I feel like honestly a pineapple pizza is kind of is kind of POD. Um, you know, the, the <laughs> stuff that's on it. <laughs> I mean, you you keep doing it to yourself here, but it's like you know, pineapple. But I when I have pineapple on a pizza, it's been I like to do with pepperoni and um, yeah. jalapenos. There you go. Um, I think that's a really good combo. You got the sweet, savory, spicy, sour, so yes. all the all the umami. So, anyways, that's that, POD. That's POD in a nutshell, man. Dude, first one's in, last one's out. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. Um, do you remember when Dogwood and POD went on tour up the Northwest the first time? Oh, um, we we're all in the all of us in the one van. <laughs> some of the best, some of the best memories of touring, man, was with you guys. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was seriously. I mean, some of that that always comes up on different interviews that I'm doing because they're like, "Hey, do you remember a time when you what, that you did this, this, or this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think we did that in our first actual tour, and it was with oh yeah, it was with the homies." You know, um, <laughs> I just remember somehow we 
allowed each other to sleep on the van and that one bench or something. And somehow we were pranking each other and I launched some edge shaving cream and it kind of landed in your ear. <laughs> you were sleeping. And, uh, it was a rude awakening. And uh, it was, I was like, I will never do that again. I'm sorry. Because um, I, I realized that I didn't know you were sleeping and I, I respect the sleep. It's know? all good. <laughs> it, it, uh, even better on that same tour, we were in a hotel room. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, there was a double bedroom, like two yeah. double, two doubles. And I'll never forget eight guys you were jump, you were jump you were jumping up and down on one of the beds <laughs> and you and you kind of did this like your legs were kind of like you were sitting and you did this launch like <laughs> but you you set it up like yeah. olympic style and you launched onto the other bed and the yeah. whole bed just broke broke <laughs> boom and <laughs> dude yeah I forgot i'll never that. forget that i was oh. cracking up i was like damn I, you broke the bed dude i was trying to do something like you know some kind of like jackass stunt or something but um <laughs> Did not go as planned. But that was way before Jackass. Oh, yeah. So it must have been, I was just, you know, goofing around, snowboarding style video. Like, anyways, that, that cost me a lot of money. Because <laughs> I remember, oh, oh man, God. that was fun. But um, yeah, dude. So how do you, how do you look so good? Were you even working out? What do you do? What's this? Are you a marathon runner? Don't tell nobody, man. It's just sex, drugs, and rock and roll, dude. I won't tell anybody. I won't. That's a good secret. We're not on, we're not live, <laughs> are we? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. no. You know what, man? I had a come come to Jesus moment with my doctor. Okay. And you know, at, at the time, I was I was having a lot of issues, like you know, pre existing conditions, and and trying having a hard time just walking up a, a flight of stairs, bro. Like just okay. to get to the second story, mm-hmm. breathing super hard, and then with touring, walking through airports, and then doing photo shoots. I just didn't want to be in them. And I just didn't feel good. I didn't feel I was at at my best. Mm-hmm. I mean, musically, I felt great, but as a as a as a as an individual um, with my body and my my my, I wasn't at a good place. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I had to once he once he sat me down and he kind of it was like if your dad or grandpa sits you down and gives you that tap on the knee and he's like, well, here's, here's, here's the gist of how things can play out. Here's a, and here's B and then here's C. And if you don't make these changes, you're gambling with your life. I mean, at some point you're going to get these conditions to overtake you or you're going to prolong it by getting your shit together. And if you may still get them when you're way older, but we're talking quality of life here. Mm-hmm. And, and he just basically made some recommendations. I, I got a diabetic doctor. I was able to get a nutritionist, a dietitian, and a, a trainer. And a lot of that has to do with people pay for insurance, bro. When you've got a job and you get this insurance and people never use it. They think they only have to use it when they're sick, right? So right. there's a lot of things that your healthcare provider can do to help you with different things in your life. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend tell me, he's like, dude, you got insurance. Why don't you go see what's up? And I'm uh, see if they can help you. And dude, it took me like three and a half, four years just to get to where I'm at today. It oh. wasn't like an overnight. Yeah, a lot of people, they haven't seen me in a long time. They're like, oh my gosh. You know, and I'm like, 
bro, this was not just like, if it was that easy, I snap my fingers and bam, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But dude, I, I, I live a, an active lifestyle, even when I don't want to, I hate it mm-hmm. to be honest with you. It, it, I cringe. I feel better every time I do it because right. dude, who wants to put themselves mm-hmm. through fucking, excuse yeah. my French, but pain and agony. Right, right. Just to yeah. burn some calories and then you can eat one little two to three tacos and that's all the calories you just burnt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With blood, sweat, and tears. So yeah. it, it's definitely a, a lifestyle. You just have to kind of get up and do it. And, you know, I, I read a cool book by John Joseph, you know, the singer from, from Cro-Mags. Uh-huh. Awesome. It's called The PMA Effect. Love it. And one of the things he says in that book is that our worst enemy is our mind. And that goes with just procrastination. Procrastination mm-hmm. is a is a demon, dude. Like it'll like, oh, dude, I'll get to it, or you know what, I'll work out next week. I'll start working out on Monday. I still struggle with that, They're, right? You know. And then when you get injured because of old age, like I don't know what I did at that show. It might have been an injury I did before I went to the show because I was working out. Something happened to my shoulder because I don't know if I went because I went into the mosh pit. Yeah, but yeah. I haven't been able, I've been having to listen to my body and sit out and not really work out. Like I have been consistently because mm-hmm. I'm trying to let this, whatever it is, heal and it's yeah. getting better daily, but it just sucks, man. Right. And that's why I go get a massage and try to just get it, you know, mm-hmm. get it back to 100. You can't rage. <laughs> you can't rage as much as you used to. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and any chance I get, I'll, I'll be, I'll try to be uh, productive or, or active. Like, oh man, you know, I'm gonna go for a bike ride. I'm gonna go for a walk. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go for a hike. You know, just Good things that, that are fun, man. And, and a lot of people, you, believe it or not, you got to do them even by yourself because a lot of people, you can't count on them. Mm-hmm. That That's in life in general, though. Sure. You know, yeah. you, you could sit around and wait for people. Oh, dude, I want to go to this. I want to, nobody wants to go. Well, I guess I'm going by myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Same with working out, dude, or active stuff. I want to go on a bike ride. Well, I don't want to go. Well, I guess I'm <laughs> yeah. on my bike by myself. So people will see me on the boardwalk. They're like, dude, I saw Mark was riding his cruiser. Yeah, dude. Because I'm just trying to get it in. And, and, and it's it's just, it feels good, man. Taking that ocean breeze and the sun and, you know, play some tunes while you're riding on your cruiser, bro. You're, that's a very San Diego thing for you to say, you know, like cruising, yeah. the, smelling the ocean, playing your songs, you, you know stop for a taco if you want to or don't yes whatever. exactly you know but you know what dude people take that for granted especially living here 100 percent. yeah like you see people pay thousands of dollars vacation here and we got it right here daily and we're like we eh, don't. Eh. Yeah. but it takes effort for you to be like you know what i'm gonna put my bike rack on and go for a ride mm-hmm. come back i'm gonna go hike up cal's mountain Nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, work. Just, it, it's work. It's work. It makes you have to do it. Like, okay. It makes you have to like put effort into going and doing it. And even that there's a struggle. Oh man, I don't want to do it. Seriously. Do you have but any, I do, of, it. do you have any POD songs on your workout playlist? No. I mean, you know how that goes, man. It's not like <sighs> once in a while you go back and listen to your stuff and go, wow, dude, that's pretty rad. Like I, I, you know, but I don't really listen to myself much, you know, mine, um, mine will come up every once in a while because it's related to an artist or whatever, like on Spotify yeah. or something. So, but I'm not like, I'm going to listen to this whole record right now. <laughs> and sometimes I do that just because I want to be like, man, what was my head at? Let me hear uh-huh. this. Yeah. 
especially if I've been drinking a little bit and I'm kind of like, hmm, let me see what this sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or someone actually yeah. brings it to light. Hey, dude, I was listening to this song. I'm like, dude, I haven't heard that song forever. Right. I was. I mean, yeah. I mean, knowing all the songs, like I was saying earlier, is like, do you think that you guys would ever put out like Brown on vinyl or, you know, um, anything like that? Or does it, is it like, you're, are you more like, we'll just leave it at kind of in the past and move on to it the next record or something, you know? Uh, well, we're always talking about that because we're always talking about revisiting mm-hmm. and the players that we are now, where we're at head wide in our heads musically, mm-hmm. we would probably do different renditions of our songs. Okay. Keep the parts that we like, make a new 5.0 version of Breathe yeah. Babylon or you know what I'm saying? We're, we're talking about <laughs> we're, we're talking about doing a mixture of those two records, Snuff the Punk and Brown, but but redoing the songs. That'd be cool. And actually that. tracking them with technology now because those were done on ADAT, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then making them sound more like what we sound like now. Some people may not like that, but we, we think it would be a cool idea. So we're always talking about that. Mm-hmm. And then also releasing the old stuff on vinyl. But we're also talking about um, when we did the Petco streaming sessions. Yeah, amazing. Um, uh, last year, dude. Um, or actually, no. Was it last year? No, this year. I'm, I'm lost earlier this year and we're talking we got great audio we just got to get it mixed mm-hmm. we're talking about releasing each set on vinyl so it'd be peco oh, cool. sessions nice um and the third set was an uh, eclectic set of past stuff stuff off of brown you know like four or five songs off of brown dude mm-hmm. and then some songs that we never played before or yeah. ever played live at all so um It'd be pretty cool. And I think it'd be a cool collector's piece, you know, have all three vinyls in our little box set. Seriously. Yeah. And it's just fun to make it too, right? Like, look at this. We made a box set of yeah, our our kind of like fun old hits or whatever, you know? Exactly. I mean, you got a lot to choose from, so (laughs) it might be hard to nail it down, but why not? And the recordings came out pretty good, man. I'm not sure if you were able to catch any of the streaming, but you know, Peco and the Padre, Peco Park and the Padres were actually so kind to give us the venue for free. Oh, nice. And, uh, we just had to bring in production and sound and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we had to do our job and, and actually rehearse <laughs> songs <laughs> that, we have, that we hadn't played in like 20 years. Dude. Yeah, yeah. That's work too. So, Shout out yeah. to the Padres organization for that um, and, and or yeah. the Petco people because um, that's a pretty big ordeal, like playing at a stadium, just, you know, just being in your hometown at a stadium for crying out loud. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, all, all set lists and concerts aside, it's like you are playing at a baseball stadium, you know, yeah. like <laughs> the people don't think about that, like just because it's a streaming show, but you are literally at a stadium, you know? Yeah. That's pretty rad. Um, but I know you guys have done cruises and, you know, um, uh, motorcycle festivals and low rider festivals, like all over the map, you know, right. We've done basement shows yeah. together, colleges, like yeah. and then, churches, churches, uh, YMCA's, half, half pipes, uh, everything, <laughs> wherever they would let us play. Exactly. Wherever we could like, you know, have fun. I don't know. But like, I mean, out of all these years and stuff like that, are you still, do you still feel inspired to write new songs and like, you know, make new singles and stuff? And, um, uh, it's not to the future. It's, uh, it's a lot different now. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm definitely inspired. 
but you know, we've got a lot more, as you're older, there's a lot more responsibilities being a parent, um, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And then, and then with a lot of touring, it's like, when do you sit down and actually write some new tunes? I'm right. constantly always writing ideas, but I don't, you know, some may never see the light of day, but yeah. you know, it, I'm definitely excited when it's time to work on a new record. I'm excited because it's like, what can we do here? Right. How yeah. can we do it? So, and, and, and depending on the production team, it's like, dude, I'm so excited because this is the vision. I don't know how to get us there, but they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know that are you, you a long time ago, you produced, you know, some dogwood stuff, you know, yeah. demo, demos and, when we first wrote a couple of our, our hit songs, you were our producer. Have you been yeah. doing any kind of production, producing for other bands or anything like that? <clears throat> you professionally? know, <clears throat> it's funny be, between production and management, I get asked to manage bands all the time. Yeah. If they're like, Hey, would you, would you manage us? And I'm like, uh, I'm not there yet, but yeah, I'm not saying no, I just not there. I want to put my heart into it 120%. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with, with production. Like, I'm going to be working on the new boss fight album. Oh, cool. Uh, Shout out Dave. Dave. Um, <laughs> I did the first record for him. Uh-huh. And, you know, Dave's a, a really been a really good friend of mine for over 20 something years. And yeah. Yeah. He talked, he talked me into it because I hadn't done any production other than my own stuff in right. a long time. So right. he's like, come on, man. So I sat with them and we worked on all the songs and, uh, and now, the next one is that like, I don't really, I'm not really out <clears throat> hustling, trying to become that guy. Like I'm a producer, even though I can do it, <clears throat> it it's just more because I want to do it. And, mm, yeah. and I have fun doing it and, and I'm helping my buddy out or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. I mean, so <clears throat> that, well, that production sounded really cool on that record actually. So I can't wait to see what you do on new stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, well, I have to sit with the songs with them on this. Cause I told him, I said, I'm big on the pre-production as far as structure and songwriting and, and, and hooks yeah. for me. So yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of these bands, if, if when I do a work with them, they have like 20 songs in one song part wise. And I'm like, dude, Cut this is out. like four badass out. songs right here, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I love so. it. That's, that's fun. Um, what, wh- who's hot right now? What's your, what, what kind of record are you listening to or like, you know, hardcore or punk or anything? <laughs> hip-hop man, what am i listening to right now <clears throat> it's all over the board man mm-hmm. um uh people get shocked when i say this but i um uh, i do like uh i love edm music okay um and 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 the people that don't seem to understand that because of where i come from musically as far as rock goes uh the structure and the ambiance and the melody of the music on and the way that it's super ambient like that really gets me as a guitar player so okay. it gives me ideas on like dude and then the way that they do their drops and getting things jumping i'm like that's sick so there's you're a guy that i've been listening ones, to are these uh, ones, are you talking about edm with like the big the big break in the middle where this like it just drops in a new beat kind of thing like the big festival edm djs those kind of things yeah but but see the djs are usually just a lot of times people don't know it they're playing artists yeah. like in their set and you're yeah. like, that's not even them. They didn't write that. They're just spinning it. Who, who but it you, hits. Who's a, who do you like? What's the name of a person? Well, there's a guy that's, he's, he's climbing up pretty big right now and starting to grow 
and he's out of Colorado. His name's Lane Eight, L A N E, and then the number eight. Lane he's eight. sick, dude. I'll send you my playlist to him so you can kind of vibe it out. Yeah, um, yeah. It's down tempo, uh, very uh, deep house, you know, electronica. But dude, it's dope. It's it's, it's um, probably some of my favorite stuff right now. And then I I like Cascade too. I'm yeah. thinking about going to go see him right here when he comes to Peco Park in May. So we'll see about that. But if I'm not on tour already, right? you know, and so <clears throat> that, that, and then uh, on the progressive side, I love like dance, Gavin dance. Um, I love the contortionist. Um, okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, and then I just been listening to a lot of old school hip hop, like, like they just released, I don't know if it was today or this week, but uh, the thirty the 35th anniversary of the Beastie Boys License to Ill. Yeah. So I, I was listening to that record today because I, it just popped up on my Spotify. And I was like, dude, I got to check this out. Mm-hmm. And it just took me back because I went and saw Beastie Boys and Tribe Called Quest at Lollapalooza in 94. I was there. At, uh, at San Diego State. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that, was and the best, that was the best Lollapalooza lineup. I'll fight somebody on this. And, and Smashing yeah. Pumpkins was on there too. Green Day was there. Green Day was on there too. They Body were, count on, they were the there. first band on. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I... I, I the Breeders. Was, yes. The Breeders got booed off. Remember? The Breeders got she booed were, off. Tribe Called Quest left because people were throwing grass and mud at them. <laughs> well, like, Breeders, the chick left because she got hit by yeah. a piece of mud. Yeah, dude. Kim. Uh, but that, the lineup though was insane. Yeah, that was yeah. so awesome. But... Oh man, 94. <laughs> I had the funny story. I had just bought some brand new badass K-Swiss shoes. <laughs> and yeah. I was rocking, I was rocking a Ben Davis K-Swiss. Yeah. Thinking all oh, cool. I ended Might up in general admission yeah. at the bottom with the mud and the trash. I came out of that place and I'm like, these shoes are done. They lasted <laughs> one day. <laughs> you did it. You looked good for one day. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, these shoes are trash, man. There's no way I can even save these. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fun. Um, is that with your love of EDM, just back on that real quick. Is that, is that, uh, I know crystal method did a remix of one of your songs, right? Yeah. See in my band, I've been the big, um, the big, uh, advocate or what's the word cheerleader Yeah, both for both ED, for EDM. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a big fan back then of, of uh, I still am, but the chemical brothers. Yeah, seriously. Um, the crystal method and the crystal method actually, was into it and did that remix of boom dude so rad and not the yeah the crystal method did but then uh i wanted the chemical brothers to do one too it never happened okay. we ended up getting paul Oakenfold to do another one people have not it hasn't been released dude. that one needs to be dropped and people need to hear that one that one came out great yeah and that was that was that was for the messenger i believe okay. mm-hmm. and and you know and then there was just a couple other like smaller DJs that our, our A&R guy was putting on with me, you know, turning me on to, and, and we got them to do some remixes and stuff. And some of those I think are actually out on the, the uh, re-release of satellites 20th anniversary. Oh, nice. There's a yeah. couple little remixes on there that you'll, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get a chance to check out that, you know, I don't even remember who the DJ or the, the artist was, but it came yeah. out pretty cool. Happy anniversary, by the way, on that record. Oh, thanks, man. So I mean, even now, I, I, I just tell him, imagine, dude, if we could get Lane 8 to do something with us. Now's the time. Because I'm a fan. 
Yeah. That would be so sick, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a perfect time. Um, DJ Shadow. Yes. You know, do uh, it, Marcos. Do it. <laughs> Manifest you know? it. Yeah. So, you know, you know I, I'm always thinking about that stuff. And uh, I think it's pretty cool, dude. If we could do a whole record like that, I'd be stoked. Seriously. You know, um, I got. I got two more questions for you, my friend, my gotcha. longtime homie, good looking dude over here, Marcos. Got you got uh-huh. the signature, signature indoor sunglasses, you know, different, different kind of vibes on you always got some a good look for those of you watching. Well, we're Rasa, homie. We gotta keep it real. <laughs> You're like, you know, you know <laughs> a friend of mine told me today he called me. He's a good guy. He just called me to kind of he's just an encouraging guy. He was calling to encourage me. We need those. And he, you know, we're talking about personal stuff as far as like you know, I'm, you know, dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I told him what, Oh, it, it didn't work out. Well. He's like, you can't hold a good man down, bro. And I just started <laughs> laughing and I go, I like that. Those are some lyrics right there, man. You can't hold a good man down, dude. <laughs> old, school, old school lyrics. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude. So, you know, a nugget, a nugget of, give me a nugget of wisdom, like from your, from your life or from your family or from what you've learned in this music career or anything like that, drop some knowledge on just kind of a saying to go. I know you, you're into PMA and you always drop these like nice memes every Monday morning or something like that, you know, like <laughs> encouragement, but like, what's something smart you've learned, you know, in, in all this? Uh, well, I definitely learned that, uh, you know, the struggle is real on all fronts, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. that goes for everybody. That, that, I mean, nobody is immune to that. Like we, we all have our off days. We all have our down days. So that's why I promote the PMA because just like going to the gym and working out and working on my body and my muscles and my, my, my health in that way, it, it's the same for mind and soul. Mm-hmm. And spirit, like you gotta have, you gotta feed and water, like you gotta water that stuff to make it grow. So it's funny because there, there's a saying that I I just recently fell in love with, which I'm gonna probably post now. But um, <laughs> the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Mm. The grass is greener where you water it. So mm. if you think about that, that's pretty awesome, dude. Because it's true. That's in any relationship, whether you're working, uh, business, a personal, a, a marriage, you, you would know, you know, it, 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 it takes work and it takes effort and it takes, you know, a lot of empathy, discipline, uh, a lot of camp, compassion mm-hmm. and, and all that and growth, man. So w- what I would say is as a per on a personal, on a human level, like <clears throat> try to be the best person that you can be regardless of your accomplishments and regardless of your success you know Mm -hmm. a lot of people tend to just turn into douchebag as soon as they they become something and it's like that's ass backwards you should be grateful and gracious and 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 show love and, and and all that because you know in our heads we have what's what we feel is ideal but there's also reality Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so it's just like it's a trip man so i guess for me if you if you're trying to make it in whatever whatever you're working on whether it's art music um athletics um there's it's gonna take a lot of hard work no one's gonna give it to you and um the, the thing is i would what i would say is you gotta want it 
you got to have, you got to want it and you got to do it 120% when no one is looking, dude. Mm -hmm. When you get up at 5 a.m. in the morning to go to the gym and everyone's still sleeping, people don't see that, dude. They just see the results like, man, you're looking good, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, you have no idea, dude. I hate getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning because I have to take my kid to school. If if not, I won't do it. You know, Mm -hmm. that goes with anything. That goes with sitting down on your computer. That goes with you setting up your garage to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Everything. and I, I think a lot of people just, especially with this generation, just want to snap their finger fingers and get that, uh, mm-hmm. get rich quick kind of scheme. And yeah, that's not always the case, man, unless you just lucky and, and strike gold on the lottery or something. American so Idol. what I would want to encourage everybody is just hang in there and the struggles real, real, but surround yourself with people that are like-minded. That's all I'm going to say, dude. Okay. I feel it. That's the PMA right there. Um, or for those of you that don't know PMA, it's positive mental attitude. It's very Cro-Mags, H2O feeling, you know. Um, Bad brains. Seriously. I was going to, and then, yeah, one of my last questions was, um, if you had to, you know, what's your favorite, say, Bad Brains vibe? You know, is it, um, you know, or go ahead. What's your favorite part about Bad Brains? Well, I mean, their energy, um, <clears throat> their energy and the way that they were different culturally mm-hmm. than everything else, punk rock at the time, dude. Yeah. I mean, they were punk rock, punk rock Rastas, dude. Seriously. I mean, how, that's just so cool to me. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm know. saying? No, I know. Still- I mean, if, it, it really works with like, I could see that influence into your band. Um, but that's really cool. I mean, ethnically and racially and all culturally and all that, whatever you want to call it, just doing something different outside the norm, but being pioneers, the social awareness there, dude, on some of the songs that they were talking about, Mm -hmm. it was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Even their logo. Right. You know, like, you know, right on the building, whatever, (laughs) not to get, not to get too deep into that, but um, yeah, super, super good stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and dude, some of the, I mean, come on as a vocalist, hrs like a lot of people when i played it when i was a kid they're like dude i don't get the vocals they're weird dude like he's you know he had the most unique sounding voice especially think about way back when when we were kids mm-hmm. it wasn't produced it was raw raw edgy and nasty but dude he could go from singing a whiny punk like uh melodic piece into a demonic and you're just like wow dude how did you do that you know what i mean yeah energy Um, and you hear it you hear it dude in a lot of these artists that have come out especially in the in the genre that that we came out in mm -hmm. like on the on the mainstream tip like you know faith no more mike Patton has a ton of hr uh Mm -hmm. vibrations and what he does and and then, you know, you'll hear it in, in Brandon Boyd from Incubus. You'll hear it in just so many different people. But Jonathan Davis from Corn, Chino mm-hmm. from Deftones. And you just kind of sit there and go, dude. The street. They, they, are the, they are the freaking, the, they are the icons, man. They are the legends, dude. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and to have HR on Without Jaw or not, Nothing on, mm-hmm. our, on our satellite record was just like a dream come true for all of us. We I know. Like, I was like, we, 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 dude, we how did you just pull we, that off? Yeah. 
well, dude, just we we hit them up and we're just fans. I know, yeah. And, and, like, and being tied into the reggae scene with you know uh, Makeda Dread because of Sonny's family, like like in San Diego, they all knew. Like Reagan HR would come, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and HR would actually come play the World Beat Center with his reggae group. Yeah, yeah. So we would go, we would go there, and just because we were HR fans, mm-hmm. and it was just a trip, man. We were kind of like, dude, it would be dope if we can get him on a track. Yes. And it just so happened that Atlantic pulled some strings and actually, you know. We actually offered him some money, I believe. Don't quote me here. I, <laughs> he's like, I never got paid, man. <laughs> no, but, it, and it built a friendship. Mm-hmm. So for the past like 10 years, we, we played Baltimore or some places on the East Coast. You know, there he is. And, there and he, is. he pops up and we're like, <laughs> what's, HR, what's HR doing here? I guess we're doing, I guess we're doing without jaw tonight, dude. And he's just sitting in the dressing room, dude. And we're like, hey, what's up, dude? And this is dope, man. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool that that happened. And like I said, those collaborations that you guys do um, are—I don't know—it just—it just fits. The even the collaborations are eclectic, all over the place. You know, like sick of it all, bad brains. You know, all the everyone else that's Ika Mouse and uh, Maris Yahoo, like all that stuff. It's like uh, I don't know. That just makes that just uh, what was I going to say? It, it totally relates to POD, Payable on Death. You know, it just totally relates to how you guys are. Like, <laughs> you got a punk rock song. Next one is a yeah. hardcore song. Next one is reggae. Next one is ska. Next one is rap. You know, whatever. I'm and not going to say crazy, new though, metal. Josh, but you know what's up? crazy? Crazy what's about up? that is some people just see us as a new metal band. Oh and yeah. Some no. people and some people just think of the songs that were just the hits on the radio. Yep. They don't dive in unless you're a true fan. They don't know that about us. Like, I can't really divulge what tour we're going to be on next summer, but we got to there's a possible, there's a pretty good possibility on a, on a three month tour in the summer, which would be like sheds, you know? Um, and we would be the first of three. Mm -hmm. And the, the concern was that we were going to be too heavy Mm. and we were like, yeah, but dude, other than, I mean, our hits aren't even that. If you think Boom, Alive, Euthanation, they're not heavy. They're rock songs, but they're not. They got a groove. Yeah, they're not heavy, dude. Like, mm-hmm. raw, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have that, but we're like, we're not going to be dumb. We're going to go on that tour and be like, yo, we'll play our hits and then drop a freaking, you know, a lot, some reggae tunes and yeah. some freaking, you know, some French other fries. stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> you know if you yeah. know you know oh um, and dude to be honest with you when you listen to brown that was heavily influenced by bad brains but also the beastie boys dude oh i know it, totally so, so if you think about it you're like okay you know we weren't trying to be new metal dude we were just we were just being a bunch of kids in a garage sure dude yeah. just trying to rock out like you guys man mm-hmm. we were just and anywhere we could, anywhere we can, anywhere we could get a gig, we'd do it, bro. So for real, I know. What's next for? What do you think is next for you musically or POD? Like you know, is, well, that, is that the next thing, the tour? No, I mean it, it's it never. I mean I'm I'm blessed to say that we're still going mm-hmm. as long as we've been going. Yeah, and yeah. we're able to uh, continue to talk about playing a tour and going forty dates and sheds. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and to be able to tour Europe and to be able to tour South America mm-hmm. because we have such a loyal fan base worldwide. Yeah, dude, you really do. Here in the States. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, we don't really overthink it. We're just like, okay, we, we got to do a new record. So mm-hmm. we, we start talking about, okay, well, we, what's the, what's the vibe on this? And I'm always pretty big on that. Like the concept and the energy of what we want to put forth. What food and, would pair with it? What drink would pair with it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, with, with the new with the new stuff. Oh no, mm-hmm. I'm saying like that's you know, that's the vibe you're thinking about. I'm like, hey, yeah, this, this song is a pineapple pizza, or like you know, exactly adobada. So, so, so we can conclude with this, Josh. <laughs> adobada tacos with pineapple. Yep. Yep. Hawaiian style pizza with pineapple. You heard it here. Those things just scream pod. Those are collaborations right there. Even also. <laughs> Well, the 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 Alabama, just a quick a quick food history lesson is like that was all Arab influenced from migration yeah. to Mexico, right? Yes. I mean, you already know, but some of the people like listening in like Canada may not know that that a lot of the foods in Mexico are influenced by Arabic flavors, and yes. even even some there's even some German communities like uh, just from back in the day, right? Well, even so, on the bread on the mm-hmm. bread tip, the bakery side that's Flour. that's French, yeah, French, all that because all the all the you know. Panaderia stuff, which mm-hmm. is the bakery in Spanish. Adding yeast. You know, dude, it looks like when I go to France, I'm like, dude, this looks like Mexican bread right here, dude. Seriously. But I get it because I'm like, the Mexicans won their independence from France, dude. A lot of people don't know that, you know? It's like whatever we learn in school. Yeah. So that's a whole nother lesson, Marcos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like it's all influenced and I could, I, that's why, you know, deep down, POD will always have that piece of my respect because of the eclecticness. And then all you guys are putting all that different, you know, all your different backgrounds and ethnicities and stuff into the music. And you can hear it. It's not just like, you know, standard rock or standard kind of whitewash music or anything like that. I mean, nothing against that, but it's like, you guys don't do that. You guys have the POD sound. Like you're not new metal. You're not rap core or whatever. So, but I know that we have elements of that. Sure. Elements. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's okay. You you can do whatever you want. Like, you know, it's like, it's your band. It's like, nobody should tell you like, Oh, you guys are whatever new metal or, you know, that's just human nature, Christian rap or whatever. Like, it's like, Oh, we get the, well, dude, the stigma, you know, like this, the Christian stigma is always going to be there. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm just kind of just playing music, but I have something to say maybe, or I just want to say something else besides, you know, like, I don't know, just let me, let me write the music. Let me, let me do my thing. You, you go do your thing and I'll go do mine. If you like my music, but cool. If you I like used it, cool. to get, listen, I you here's the downside of it. There's people yeah. that will never listen to it because they think it's Christian rock or they're like, I'm not going to listen. I don't like Christian. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, sure. but there's, there's people that that's the only reason why they listen to it too. And it's mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. it sucks, man, because I sit there and go, you're both missing out. It, it used to bother me. Right. So, yeah. but then I, I just came, I go, dude, I'm not getting younger. Like I can't sit here trying to fight and be mm-hmm. like, dude, no. So I just sit there and go, if that's, if that's our connection to you and that's why you listen, welcome. And thank you for listening to us. Exactly. You know how many other people have come to shows and they're they have nothing to do with Christianity or mm-hmm. anything. And you guys effing rock, man, blah blah blah. What were you effing thinking about when you wrote this song? And, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, cool, man. This is what this is about. You know, it's about yeah. vibes. And it, it music should be universal. Yeah, it's this human nature wants to put it in a box and kind of make it 
that's this or this is that. And it's like, man, it's a lot deeper than that. And you know that. Yep, exactly. That's why I think I still continue to write music also with people like yourself or other people is because I, I still have things I want to sing about or say. And, you know, I'm not 17 anymore. So then maybe it's a little bit more serious or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. Which we definitely got to be, we got to work on a couple of them tunes like we talk all the time about. So. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hawaiian pizza EP. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure out what, uh, what kind of food it's going to be, but you know. Ah, uh, bourbon. It's bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> With a cool, hint man. of Justin Redcap. Uh, maybe a topper of it. Yes. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, man, um, this has been great. I, I love catching up with you and I'm sure, I'm sure I'll just see you at some local show sometime soon too, you know, like we're, oh, always, yeah. <laughs> we're sure. showing up at the little clubs and stuff or, or the festivals. I still need to, yeah. I still need to come out and, uh, and try some of your food, bro. Dude, let's do it. I'll come. We'll, I'll come do, I'll do a POD pairing dinner. There you go. <laughs> you heard hey, we, here. Can sell, we can sell tickets for it. <laughs> Petco Park. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> think, think big, manifest it. Heck yeah. Right, dude. Okay, bro. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here. Marcos Curiel from POD. Any, any and fam- one last word. Say one last word to everybody. One last word. You can't, hold a, good man, you can't hold a good man down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And there you have it. My conversation with Mr. Marcos Curiel. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. Obviously, we only barely scratched the surface. LOL, reference to sick of it all there. But we only really touched upon a little bit of the information that Marcus and I could have given everybody because he's written so much music. They have so many records. He's done so much music for other people. He's uh, produced stuff for my band. We write music together sometimes, but for fun, whatever. And you know what? What an all-around decent guy taking care of his his own life taking care of his his body he lost a bunch of weight because of health issues and he's looking good and he's got that discipline and he when, and i don't know if you heard that but um he talks about it's hard he doesn't people don't want to do that work right but you have to because in his case it was for survival and now he's you know feeling better than ever writing some of the best music and uh yeah so i am actually going to play some of the music um some of his music pod after i talk to you after i talk a little bit after i chew your ear off a little bit um in a nice way of course a little bit of nice chewing um yeah of course we talked about food and music pairings in there and you know cooking and food and music and all that kind of stuff so i'm gonna play a couple songs in it at the end and also i'm gonna show you some i guess or suggest some music and food pairings with those songs uh, we after we you know we kind of talked about that in the show um special thanks to essex coffee roasters and liquid death of course for um helping out the show with uh, some discounts for my listeners if you shop at liquiddeath.com and also essex roasters coffee roasters.com use code famcast at the end of your purchase with a coupon code and you'll get some goodies and some discounts whatever um whatever whatever uh, floats your boat you know they try to float your boat so thanks to them and uh who else i didn't i mean i have a lot of things i just have a lot of thanks i'm gonna put stuff in the show notes i'm gonna put links to uh pod you know records and stuff like that special discount codes for 
you know, Amazon Music Prime, so you can hear, you know, podcasts and stuff like that, free shipping on vinyls, all this kind of stuff. I even have links in there for The Sound of Vinyl, another program I use to buy records, Audible for buying books, all this kind of stuff. I put I put all this kind of stuff in there for you, amigos y familia. Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, I just uh, appreciate all of you listening, spreading the word, sharing all this joy, all the uh, all the good stuff that we can offer each other. Um, yeah, so I don't want to talk too much longer. Just stay in tune. I got more stuff in the works. I got so many interviews lined up. It's a little ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else do we got here for you? Um, let's see. Instagram.com forward slash the family cast. Patreon, blah, 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 carry the one, um, check out my homie. I'm going to shout out a couple podcasts here. Uh, I was on having a blast with Kyle Devlin from game time. He was just a guest on talking records podcast where I was a guest and the host of that show. Jed was on this podcast. Um, I was on growing up punk podcast and the host of that was also a guest on this podcast. So we're just kind of doing our round round Robin here of podcast hosting and guesting and all that. Um, let's see. I went to some concerts. I'm going to some more concerts. Next one I'm going to is uh, Stick to Your Guns at Brick by Brick. And then I'm going to go to Lagwagon a couple days after that. So I'm getting all the good stuff in there as much as I can before before I can't go to any more concerts. Before my back gives out. I'm too old. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm never going to stop. But um, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play two songs from Marcos's uh, band, the band he plays guitar in, P.O.D., and uh, well, the first one I think I'll start with is um, I'll Be Ready, because that's the one he talked about with, uh, he, you know, talked about just enjoying that song. It's got a smooth flow. He plays guitar beautifully in that. His his family loves that song. So it's from um, Winnie Angels and Serpents Dance, I believe April 2008 was the release of this album. And so I'm going to play that one. And I'm going to pair that for you, my listeners, with a very smooth, a very smooth um this one's going to be a, since we're coming up on the holiday season, starting with uh, giving thanks and Indigenous People's Day and all that kind of stuff, I'm going to tell you that this song is going to pair with a pumpkin cheesecake with a bourbon vanilla whipped cream and a side of a, a glass of uh, a glass of black Essex Roasters uh, Mexican coffee bean with some bourbon, uh, I mean some brandy, a tiny bit of brandy mixed in there to uh, open up the senses a little bit, if you know what I'm saying. So that's going to be the pairing for the first song, okay? The second song, the last song we're going to close the show out with is from the album Murdered Love, or Murdered Love, depending on your inflection, released July 2012. And the song is, we talked about it in the show, Panic and Run. Panic and Run. Two, well, three words, technically, but. Um, so yeah, Panic and Run, it's got some it's got some Bad Brains kind of punk influences. It's got, obviously, uh, reggae overtones in the music and the, the way Sonny sings it. And Marcos himself did the mu- music and food pairing on this one. He said he'd like to pair with some alawada, alawada tacos. Uh, for those of you that weren't listening too closely or don't know because you're not from this area or don't know about tacos, that is uh, the pork, the marinated pork that's on a, you often see it on a vertical spit or a trompo, trompo, T-R-O-M-P-O, and there's a pineapple, a bunch of pineapple sitting on top and the guy chops off the pineapple with a machete and catches it in the tortilla and gives you a taco de alabada. Super delicious. I get mine without onions, of course. Chef Josh doesn't like onions. Unless they're pickled or cooked. Anyways, yeah, so Panic and Run is going to pair with an Alabada taco. 
and an ice cold Pacifico with a lime on top of that. If you don't drink beer or you're sober, I would suggest drinking it with a delicious Mexican Coke. They use real sugar. It always quenches the thirst when you're having tacos. Okay, so two songs. Listen, uh, roll it back and listen to the pairings if you didn't get it. And um, yeah, that's about it for this for now. Chef Josh out. I'll see you next time on the Family Cast. Food and music is life. Yes. Ciao, ciao. I gotta keep on moving. I see them coming down Hollywood Boulevard. And they won't stop until they find me. No time to hide, I just keep riding. Yeah.
Thanks for listening to The Family Cast. 